You're listening to Nightmare on Film Street. The current time is 6.66. Traffic is clear ahead from here to the afterlife. But it's hell outside. For the next hour, you're on Nightmare Time. So, let's give a grave welcome to our hosts, John and Kim. Hello again, fiends, and welcome to Nightmare on Film Street, the horror movie podcast for the casually obsessed. I'm John. I'm Kim. And we're here to talk about some of your possibly favorite sequels in some of your favorite horror movie franchises. Specifically, we're talking about the 3D one. This is just very fitting, but I don't know if anybody could hear it, but my bone cracked really loud in the middle of that entry, which Get was it. just like super fitting for to- a Final Destination to- film. Totally work it. Oh yeah, we're talking about The Final Destination. Yeah, specifically the 3D one. <laughs> yeah, uh, The Final Destination, Final Destination, always have it confused. I get the impression that they thought this was going to be the last one. They made another one right after it, and I think we're still possibly getting another one soon. I feel like they should never stop. Yeah. The, fi- the Final Destination franchise is one... One that I would be happy if it continued forever and ever. It's such a good setup. It never gets old. I will watch people die by a supernatural force that tips over cans of oil any day. Right? This one's proof positive of that, too, because I think it's definitely the one that takes the franchise the least serious, like the concept the least serious. Like, let's be real, right up the top. It is one of the weaker ones in the franchise. That's why it's in 3D, because we got to pull all stops. It's also... The most profitable one in the franchise. 3D. It made like 180 million. Yeah, I mean, That's the, the tickets were twice the price. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, if we were looking just at ticket sales, who knows? But 180 million is very good for a horror movie. And frankly, I don't understand why people don't like it. Every time I see a franchise ranking for the Final Destination movies, everyone's throwing this at the bottom and they are wrong. Uh, but I mean, if you say that everyone is at least a six, then the bottom is not a terrible place to be i mm, i'm seeing plenty like okay well we're gonna get into ratings at some point i don't think people like this one and that's just silly to me this movie is fun it's dumb fun okay john let's maybe get into it so i can semi disagree with you <laughs> okay okay fine before i have to defend this movie kim let's no it go. is fun it is let's dumb go fun, but it's not good <laughs> Three good things about the final destination. The three D one. All right. From two thousand nine. <laughs> Number one, I'm sure we uh we we both agree on completely is that it's three D, motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah, and I've never seen it in three D. I've only ever watched it in two D. Something about that makes that cheesy experience even better. Yeah, because you really notice the egregious camera angles and, and nails poking up and, and sticks impaling people. You can really just feel the effort that went into doing it in that fashion. Yeah, there are there are a lot of great things, little tiny details about all of the deaths in the movie, which is obviously a cornerstone of the franchise. We were trying to avoid that for the three good things. So my number two is just going to be that it's self-aware in a way that Jason Lives is self-aware of the Friday the 13th franchise. I think this movie knows exactly uh, what kind of movie it is. It knows that you've seen three of them before and it just leans hard into giving you dumb, goofy uh, horror gags. And number A lot th- of silence at this other side of the table. Kim's <laughs> just, like, sure, we'll get into it. I just don't know if I agree with point two. I need, I think I need evidence. I need some citations of that. Well, the I've, I've brought a truckload of paperwork to go through if you want proof. Thank you. I've got receipts. <laughs> $180 million worth of receipts. Hey, I agree. Dumb fun. It is 
dumb fun. Number three, we're going to go with the fact that it has a double premonition whammy. You know and love the Final Destination series for having a premonition at the beginning where all of our main cast of characters, uh, we see them all die. And then the paranoid one saves them all. And you normally only get one a movie. And this movie subverts that expectation. Maybe this, Maybe I'm giving you evidence for point two in that there's a double one. Another one appears later in the film, and it's also just a really great fucking setup. This is expanding beyond one single point, but I'm just going to keep talking. Uh, the Please first do. one, you have the uh, the airplane. Oh, you mean the first movie? We're really going back. Yeah, okay. the first one, you have <laughs> Let the Let me air- get settled in my chair. The first one, you have the airplane. The second one, you have the highway crash. The third one, you have the roller coaster. I don't remember what the fifth one. Oh, it's a bridge collapse, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then this one, you have the car, the NASCAR race, quote unquote. Don't say it with so much enthusiasm. No, but it's great. (laughs) And then the movie theater where a 3D movie is playing. And I think that's pretty great. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Maybe I proof point to you. Okay. I agree with you. (laughs) There we go. So three good things beyond the fact that you get to watch a bunch of people die in like the most convoluted Rune Goldberg, you know, domino style way. Which as a horror fan, can you ask for anything more? Yeah. We're going to throw to the trailer. When we get back, we're going to, we're going to give you some really piss poor ratings on an incredible movie. And then we're going to tell you everything else that we like about it. Hey, how old is this place? Got me. We're fine. That's why they built the fence there. We have to get out of here. We're all gonna die, all right? This is gonna be a crash. Have you lost your mind? You saw it before it actually happened. We're alive and so are a lot of other people. I keep having these visions. I see how the next person was gonna die. What do you mean, the next person? Survivors in the accident. What if we weren't meant to survive? What's gonna happen to us? I think we can stop it. Look out! Final Destination is currently sitting at a 5.1 out of 10 on IMDb, a 27% on Rotten Tomatoes, and a 2.2 out of 5 on Letterboxd. But it was number one for two weeks, and no other Final Destination film was, so I feel like that should be credit. The 3D thing, the tickets were probably $13 versus $7 for all the other ones, but you know what? That doesn't matter. For two weeks, though, that means that a whole bunch of people went and saw it and said, you gotta check this one out. If you got a steep drop-off in the in the opening weekend, then you know it's a bad movie. It beat out Rob Zombie's Halloween 2. Ouch. Not sure how you make Rob Zombie's t- Halloween 2 in 3D, but that would have been a wild ride. <laughs> you know, this is the more commercial one, I think, if I was given the choice. I think we did go see Halloween 2 in theaters and not this, but if I was given the choice now, I would have chosen Final Destination, whatever, 4. <laughs> yeah, it sounds about right. The Final Destination. I'll go ahead and say, because I think it's pretty clear that I'm I'm here to defend this movie. I, I, think, it's, I, I think it is what it is, but I think it's a good time. 
I don't love the disaster at the beginning, the NASCAR disaster. I think I think that is one of the weaker parts of the movie. Yeah, but they're trying to pick something that feels innately dangerous, where people would naturally have anxiety, like on the highway, you know, the log truck. I know we weren't scared of it before. We're scared of it now. Ruined a generation. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, the highway is pretty fucking scary. People drive like idiots. Uh, roller coasters, again, scary, but in a fun way. And airplanes everybody's scared of totally airplanes. makes sense. even if you're not afraid of airplanes you're afraid of airplanes. even if you've never been on one you're just like i don't know something about it yeah when people clap when you land you're like i knew you were all scared <laughs> <laughs> i knew you were also peeing your pants like i was but racetracks not uh, mm, they are know. scary are they? Yeah, I've been to a NASCAR event. Okay, I, well, I was never... I was at a NASCAR event on like a real hairpin or not. A, it was not NASCAR. There's no hairpin turns in NASCAR. It's just one big fucking oval. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've been to a, a Molson Indy and Indy 500 race. There we go. I finally found it. I have never been to one of those car racy things. Yeah, but they look scary. It's like a teeny little fence protects you from some guy who has like a speedy death wish and then you can also like camp in the middle circle and there's all these people like standing on rvs and they're all hammered you know guys no jagermeister yet the sun is still up and they're like that's why we're drinking it as people who own an rv it sounds great but also we're gonna do it one day Uh, probably (laughs) yeah but i'll be scared some of the time (laughs) the word you're failing to use when discussing all of those people is the word professionals They are professional drivers, professional pit crew. Come on, lady. Actually, I was just applying for life insurance yesterday. Did they ask if you were a NASCAR driver? They did. They asked if you were a NASCAR driver? Well, no, that if you you, do off-road Do you drink Jagermeister on the top of the car for your car? (laughs) And do you jump out of airplanes? Do you snowmobile in rural areas? You have to certify that you don't do any risky sports. And driving a fast car is a risky sport. Okay, so you just filled out a questionnaire to find out whether or not you're a boring person, right? Is that what you're telling me? We got a really good deal offered to us. We're so boring. (laughs) What's the most dangerous thing you do? Like, sometimes I make extra strong coffee (laughs) and stay up You're a non-smoking Canadian? Yeah, whatever, you're fine. Yeah, you're doing good. (laughs) On On the other hand... People, there is a character in this movie who very specifically wants to see blood when he's at the NASCAR event. Like, he's placed money on which car is going to crash and who's going to die. And I think there is an undercurrent, definitely, with a bunch of people who watch NASCAR that you go for the crash. That's at least the joke of it, I guess. So there's, so there's, no, it's not very nice. It's very, we, we, we all miss Dale Earnhardt. (laughs) And, um,. I don't even get the joke. <laughs> uh, he died. Oh. <laughs> R.I.P. Um, there's an understanding that it's a dangerous sport. It's kind of like driving on the highway where there are less accidents on the highway, but there are more fatalities per accident on he the highway. He always tries to say that when I get nervous on the highway. He's like, don't worry, Kim, there are less accidents. Do I say that a you lot? You do. That's a bullshit stat. And I should I, not. <laughs> and I'm I grasping finish- at straws. What am I supposed to say? We're on the highway and I'm not getting off. <laughs> Anyway, a car explodes and a whole bunch of people die. It's not exactly like the coolest way that uh, that you could get what? rid of. So it's great though. That one girl gets the tire in the face, and then even when she's saved in the premonition, she gets the tire in the face. That like, is maybe that one of the is best cinema. Yeah, she does. She does not escape alive, no matter what. Like escapes, uses the takes tire the advantage of having a premonition. Its original path. Yeah, yeah. Death was like she's the first in the pattern. <laughs> Better get a head start on this. Yeah, he. Well, yeah, like way more people. 
got out than he was expecting. He's just like, oh, shit, I got to put in some overtime on this one. Um, what I love about death in this one, just while we're still on the premonition, is that the weird supernatural personified version of death is active before death is skipped. We see... Um, some unknown force like unscrewing the bolts on the fence and doing little sneaky things Don't we see little to stuff facilitate like that the accident. I mean, if you're going by the original film, because I can't remember any of the other ones specifically, uh, the original film, it's it's not that. It's just like little things set him off to knowing that the premonition was accurate, like the yeah. tab on the on the drop down table and the girls wanting to switch seats. Like those weren't death things. Those were just premonition things. Okay. In this one, death is actually like, you know, with an invisible screwdriver going like, ha these fuckers are dying. <laughs> it's the summer. It's this busy season. <laughs> but yeah, I guess, I don't know. I, I, we've all been to stadiums or just like old venues where things like, ooh, I don't know if this is great. Oh man. Like when you see something and like it, there's too many people on it, it's like bouncing or shifting. There's a roller coaster at our big, uh, theme park in I guess Canada it's in Ontario and there's one um, like suspended roller coaster where you're in like a car and, and the actual track is above you oh yeah it stops so fast that all the cars swing violently and the entire track shakes I saw that once like six years ago and I was like I can never go on that ride again Still a good ride, guys. You want to ride the vortex of Canada's Wonderland? You just don't look at just don't look at the end hands. of the ride before you get on it because it's scary. But it does go on the mountain, so it's really cool. It's yeah, it's one of the best roller coasters they have there, and it's very very eighties. <laughs> That's the thing about it. It's like ooh, slightly futuristic, but not beyond the time period of RoboCop. <laughs> yeah, it does look very RoboCop. <laughs> yeah. What is it about this premonition sequence that you don't love? Is it just that it's like fires and tires? Oh, that sounds good. <laughs> I guess that yeah, my problem is that it's just hashtag fires and tires. <laughs> yeah, it's just not super. I don't know. There isn't a lot involved in it. There's the de the deaths are fine. I like the deaths outside the rest of the movie more than I like the premonition sequence. Uh, I do like how some of the people die but it's it's really quick like this person gets caught on fire this person gets crushed it's it's kind of it would probably have been a lot better in 3d i definitely think if there was a tire flying at my face that would have been a lot cooler uh, and it, it doesn't quite build as slowly as honestly this movies. movie would probably be better in 4d because there's all that like ominous death wind throughout the movie oh my god if yeah you if just you had, had like, cold wind blowing just on you tickling the back of your neck i'd be like fuck this movie's so scary yeah <laughs> i'd like that that'd be amazing yeah it's the addition of so the 3d glasses and a little bit of death wind <laughs> honestly some of the deaths in the movie like the uh the mother who they remember because she uses tampons to plug her kids' ears because it's too loud at the NASCAR race. Her death when she's at the beauty salon is slower and more drawn out, and it like has just like a ooh factor to it. Like oh, anything could go wrong at any minute. There's is... a lot of ominous fan action. Yeah, even when she's just getting a, a pedicure, you're just like oh god, something's gonna happen to her foot. You yeah, know? I really don't like watching people get their toenails clean, but also when I'm worried their toenails gonna fly off. Also not great. The, the, the best part about that, too, is that you know she's not going to die because somebody accidentally jammed something sharp into her foot. But you you that's the one thing that like gets you throughout that whole scene. You're just like, oh, this, she's scraping her nail and it's going to hurt if she falls. 
Well, yeah, because we we are already primed too because we know the chair is faulty. Like there's there's so many things happening in that scene, and that's always what's fun about the movies because it really plays with you as a horror fan. And this is all Final Destination movies because there are a lot of fake outs, and it, it is like a room Rube Rube Goldberg. Rube? I think it's Rune and a ton automaton. Once it starts, it's just this weird momentum of different. Um, different things. It's like death can't just try one thing. He's got three potential things that'll murder you on the go. It's like a Domino's track that splits off into three. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it's wonderful because as a, as a horror fan, you're like, ooh, I don't know which one's gonna be it. Well, it's one. He's trying to cover his tracks. He doesn't want people to know he's there. He's a sneaky devil. Uh, also, I think some he's... guy was dragged from the back of a tow truck on fire down a quiet residential street. Death is not being discreet. That one in particular, I think he took personally. Like this guy is very clearly like a member of the KKK. He's trying to light a crucifix on fire on this guy's lawn, and then yeah, he gets lit on fire and dragged behind his own car. Well, why can't we be friends? Plays on the radio. <laughs> Death is a comedian. Death does not tolerate intolerance. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, man. So, I'd say that the biggest crime of this movie might be that Tony Todd's not in it anywhere, right? I was going to say that. This is that the was going to be my one, one bad thing. <laughs> yeah, that's the yeah, if we don't normally do bad things. One bad thing, no Tony Todd. Even like he didn't even need to speak. I just needed to see him like walk by that weird coffee shop that they're always at and just give them like a wink and then be like, "Who the fuck is that?" Oh, like his like reflection is just like somewhere in the Love it. in the window. That'd be good. Yeah, or just like his voice is on the breeze. <laughs> <laughs> he's in the fifth one, I think. I think he's in all of them except this one. Yeah. The other th- the other thing about the Rune Goldberg machines that I wanted to say is that um, the domino effect stuff, I, I think it's also just that Death's been killing people for thousands of years, millions of years if he's also responsible for he's killing He's probably animals. having so much fun with electricity. <laughs> yeah, now he's like it's still new to him. He's like, I'm so glad we're not in caves anymore. It was really hard to find gadgets to fall down. I kept having to get rocks falling. They're like, what's that sound? And then a bigger rock would fall. <laughs> but don't you think he just got bored? Like that's my thing. It's like he's just he's trying to make it harder for himself. He's not just trying to cover his tracks. There's a part of that. Like nobody, you don't want it to look like a murder. It's got to look like an accident. That's the game. And they for always him. say like God and the devil are playing chess, and like we're just part of the chess match. But really, the devil's just bored with the standard quo of reaping regular corpses he's got to make a whole event out of it yeah like a nascar race this is his super bowl well that is kind of the theory of the film because at the very end i'm jumping but we'll, we'll talk about more stuff that the you know three surviving leads are like what if this was the plan the whole time what if we were supposed to be here from the beginning and so death really has just been letting them escape the things they think they're escaping and so on and so forth until they could all get hit by a truck, which felt really uninspired. Don't a few of them kind of end like this, though? Like, it's, oh, my God, wait, if this has been his plan all along. Yeah, they, get they us all together. Like, like, whatever, who gives a shit? But the first one's really great with the, the sign falling First down one's really great. Fifth one's really great where you find out that it's the end of the movie is the beginning of the first movie, and they're just like, we got out alive, and they get on a plane to go to Paris, and they're like, hey, is that Devin Sawa? And then their plane explodes. <laughs> My favorite thing, though, about uh, thinking about death as, like, always trying to tie the loose ends and correct the wrongs and, you know, like, every time there's a psychic that subverts death and takes, you know, 15 other people with him, the the, the amount of, of the ripple effect on the economy. On the economy? He does millions of dollars in damage. Which all needs to get fixed. Death is creating jobs. What are you talking about? 
<laughs> Ultimately, a good guy, <laughs> depending on who you ask. But like, and then all of the like, what is the rule with all the other fallout? Because if say they allowed that theater to explode, everybody in that theater died. Mm-hmm. I guess they're justifying it by saying it was just planned all along, so those people were supposed to die. But I think the real theory of the movie is just that life is chaos, and there's no there's oh no yeah, rhyme this or movie makes me more anxious about everything. Like, is the cap on this? Did I unplug that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, when accidents happen, they don't usually happen over the course of uh, 15 fun seconds. It's usually over the course of, like, six months of, you know, people not following policy and procedure and checking to see if something's rusted and broken, and then all of a sudden the bridge collapses, or, you know, somebody's being an idiot and a wildfire takes off. It's just, uh, whatever, life's chaos. Shit happens. Did Uh, you just have a Smokey the Bear moment? (laughs) Yeah, I mean we've been we've been stuck with wildfire like ruining the the sky where we live for like the last few weeks. Like we're they're, they're, like the weather report has basically just been like don't breathe outside today. You're like okay, cool. I wasn't planning on doing that to survive. Yeah, it has been pretty hazy and sad. <laughs> so anyway, like the movie is uh, the movie is silly, and the movie's got some deaths in it that aren't really you know anything super fun to write home about. They're a little gimmicky. They're 3D. Fucking dude gets, you know, knocked with a gas canister and pushed through a fence that's impossibly sharp. I who, Okay, that's my who favorite makes, death. Though. Who made that fence? That's the best death. He gets cheese grated. It's so good. Yeah, no, it's a lot of fun. And then it like he goes all the way through it and you can see through to the other side and, and the other mechanic's just like, Huh? Yeah, parts of his body are like falling out and you can see through and everybody's like, oh shit, we, we, we should have done something about that maybe. And then there's the, the butthole getting sucked up in the pool, Yo, which this. was definitely stolen from the Chuck Bal- Palahniuk book. Is it Invisible Monsters? Uh, I think it might be Choke. I think it might be the that what, book. The guy that wrote Fight Club definitely wrote this incident into a story and it was that is way too specific to, for two people to come up with that within years of each other. It had to be real close, yeah. Also, I'm thinking the book was haunted. I don't know. I think it's a collection of short stories that people are telling he each other. He put out so many things in that. He put out a lot of books. They're all very edgy. In oh. one of those books, somebody gets their intestines sucked out through their butthole, through a faulty <laughs> pool filter. It's so specific. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's so specific. It's great. That sequence is awesome. Like one, that character's a dickhead. So like anything that bad that's gonna happen to him, you're you're ready for it. You're Some might welcoming say, it. He's a butthole. He's a he's a huge butthole. I do love that when his innards uh, explode out the pool filter, that his lucky coin lands after him. Yeah, and death actually makes him lose the coin beforehand. It's pretty good. Yeah, that's got a good sense of storytelling. Even if there's nobody around <laughs> to notice. Poetic justice. <laughs> yeah. But the other half of that, because like at that moment we're trying to figure out, you know, these two people died at the same time during the disaster. So our leads, Nick and Lori. It's a really dark night scenario. Yeah, I mean, we gotta go across town and figure like, who are you gonna, who are you gonna say? Which one's it gonna be? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they're they're trying to like all we know is that water is involved somehow, and like one of them is at a pool and the other one's at a car wash. It's like, what do we do? Okay, but have you ever been afraid of a car wash before? Because I have, and this tapped into that fear. I have been afraid of car washes. Zero times. <laughs> I just the you have to give over control in a way that I don't agree with. Huh. You're on like an automated track. It's always a 16 year old running the thing. Yeah. It just it's also very fun though. Like I always really wanted to go because my dad would get like the multicolored 
foam soap. Yeah, it's fun. You'd be like, this looks like marshmallows. You get a coffee or a hot chocolate or something, you make a day out of but it. But it was also A scary. whole day out of the two-minute <laughs> car wash. A whole wash. day out of it. We do live boring Come lives. Come kids, <laughs> let's go down to the car wash. Did the life insurance application ask if we like to hang out at car washes anytime? <laughs> it did not. Okay. Well, I think that car wash is great. I love it. It's one of my favorite of the franchise. I mean, the girl is really, really dumb for going into a car wash when she knows her sunroof isn't working. It just constantly opens. <laughs> and she's like, nah, better go and better go and wipe. She goes to a whole car wash to take bird poop off of her windshield. Well, fuck my upholstery, I guess. It's also the biggest bird shit in the world. Okay, we're not going to talk about the bird shit. Yeah, what are you talking about? It's like somebody dumped a it's whole- It's the catalyst, cup. Kim. It's a whole- The bird shit <laughs> is the smoking gun. <laughs> Unless a pterodactyl flew by and dropped it on her car, there's zero explanation or She's reason. She's pedaling with her feet. <laughs> yeah, it's a Flintstone situation. Yeah, but she, uh, yeah, she's a complete idiot for going to the car wash because it isn't until she's driving into the car wash know, she's that like, she gets the sunroof closed. She's like, "I control you, machine." What a huge mistake! And then she gets her head stuck in it. Classic. Love that. Uh, she's she, and this is all after she uh, nearly escapes drowning inside the car which is just a fun image but like the the, the I don't know the fucking you know the, the propeller blades of just like sharp cleaning rags are just like <laughs> that are gonna I guess rip her face skin off uh, <laughs> they're gonna tangle her up a little bit yeah it's uh it looks and when her head like gets a horrible trapped, way to go yeah it's pretty good yeah, but she, the, her friends also just magically know how she's stuck, and they can ram the car and get her out. Like, there's no, there's no way that they would have known what was they happening. They have the power of premonition, John. <laughs> okay. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn five dollars into one hundred and fifty dollars instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code Champion One Hundred and Fifty. Then place a five dollar wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. That's The premonitions in this movie are not great. They're so bad, and the, I love them. The fact that you said that there are two premonitions, like, there's two full-ass premonitions, but, like... There's two full sequences of, we all die, but no, we don't. But he has several vague uh, visual... Uh, messages of that like tell not him. fully rendered 3D images. <laughs> yes, it's very, very 2008. Rushed. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say like even for 2008, I don't even know if it's if it's if it's that great. But you know, when you're you're trying to get it done for 3D and get it out to the theaters, I guess at some point you gotta just say it's good enough. Like, you're all gonna be wearing gray glasses. It's fine. It'll pass. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. When they get to the movie theater, though, like that is like genuine 
peak Final Destination franchise stuff. Yeah, it's the the combination of the movie theater and the escalator. You're just like, these are really great. The like, Why were these locations not in Final Destinations sooner? You know what I mean? Well, the other thing is, why couldn't the... I mean, I, mean, I, I, I like the idea of ending with them going to a 3D movie inside a 3D How movie. How cheeky. Also, turns, he, he turns down going to the movie because he says, sounds like it's a bit of a chick flick. It's I like, know. How many chick flicks are in 3D? Not enough. And this... And, Especially how many chick flicks have huge explosions in them. How many chick flicks still exist today? Not many. Just chick flicks There's like all three time. on Netflix. There's three on Netflix every weekend. Rebel Wilson's in half of them. I know. I want like the Julia Roberts one. It's not the Rebel Wilson one. Okay, well, we're in the we're in the post-ironic age of rom-coms where the, the, the characters know they're in a rom-com. Wait a minute. I don't need a man. And you're like, quit opening your bakery and focus on love. Don't, don't you think, though, that... Don't you think that the end of the movie, the premonition in the in the end where they're in the movie theater and then there's like the whole mall becomes a fucking death trap pretty much, mostly just an escalator. Malls are a death trap. Don't you think that's a better premonition than the beginning of the movie? No, I think the NASCAR one is good. Okay. I'm not saying we should swap them. Like ending in the NASCAR is a little weird. Like if I was to rank things in order of scariness, it would go NASCAR race, escalator, movie theater. Okay, in but, my own personal anxiety ranking. <laughs> got it. I think let's not talk about why movie theaters are scary. That just seems like a bad message to send people off into the day with. I think I know why you think movie theaters are scary. And uh, escalators would be my number one scary of the three of those things. And you get you get a great... You can't have a whole sequence on an escalator, though. What are you talking about? No, I mean, like, a, like you can't have the main premonition of the Final Destination film be the escalator. Absolutely you can. I That's the was... challenge. We're going to a mall. All in Dubai. Everybody's and they, they, shoelaces get stuck. Yeah, it's the world's largest escalator. It's 16 feet wide. It can move 1,300 people every minute. Some woman's like really pregnant and a baby is born on the escalator. <laughs> Baby's born on the escalator? Yeah, and that's going to be like where they play with the Skippy-Doo later on Do in the film. Do we live on the escalator? Because the soul is created halfway. No, that's the escalator Oh my God, breaks. there's, wow, <laughs> a birth in the middle of one of these disaster scenarios. There was a pregnancy in I think the second one I can't remember maybe I think they already did that but on the escalator would just be funny (laughs) okay well when the the escalator sequence in this movie is incredible it's everything you've ever wanted in a horror movie with an escalator you get a brief little 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 tense we glimpse of it we were warned about like, it oh my god my shoelace is cut oh my god I gotta and like she's and freaking like, out a little bit this is my nightmare she's freaking out a little bit extra because she did just a, nearly escape death she several times she has been times. chased by death for a week and a half it's been a lot uh, but we would all freak out about that especially those are brand new shoes she just got them she's not gonna just slide her ago. foot out yeah like we're all saying the same thing we're all just like just take your foot out of the shoe you're just like no I paid good money for these <laughs> they're not gonna let me Return I go down with the ship. <laughs> <laughs> but the fucking floor gives out, the gears open up, and then it just slowly fucking eats her. It's gnarly. Yeah, well, and she's the girlfriend of the lead. She's definitely co-lead of this film. To yeah. see her leg go into that gear and flatten and just fly off in, in a pile of goo. You're like, oh shit, they're really killing her. As soon as her foot gets caught, you're like, oh, it's done. <laughs> like, but but they stretch it out. Like it takes a long time for that machine to, to work up enough force well, to eat her up. He's still 
holding on to her and she's like, Jack, I'll never let go or whatever. And, and he's like, oh, your already... hand is too slippery. I'm so sorry. <laughs> she's definitely already like, oh, she's spitting up blood as soon as her foot gets crushed. <laughs> yeah, no. It's... Is that your favorite death, quote unquote, of the film? Absolutely. A hundred percent. Second is probably the guy getting sucked up by the pool. I don't know why. <laughs> like, I think See, I just... that one feels like plagiarism. So I'm choosing the fence cheese grater. It's just silly. It's just a lot of fun. Like that's that's my biggest thing about the movie is that it is silly and stupid, but I have a great time watching it. I don't need it to take itself too seriously because it's the fourth movie of a franchise. And by this point, we can't just keep doing the same movie over and over again. Like, you know, the first movie is incredible for the foundation that it lays for the premonitions and and how all of these characters absolutely do not want to believe what Devin Sawa has to say like you're a fucking crazy person we just lucked out we you know it was just one of those things we survived let's not think about it but then as things start to happen around them and as people die they can't help but agree that death is after them you don't need that in a fourth fourth sequel right like you just need everybody you just need one scene and we have it in this movie where he shows up and says all right guys so there's some crazy fucking shit happening death's gonna kill us he's coming for us one by one and it's gonna be in the pattern in the way that we died or should have died i am in my premonition yeah (laughs) and uh and then everybody's like all right cool i mean that's a little fucked up i'm gonna ignore it for about half an hour but ultimately i do agree with you this is what's happening like no one really puts up a fuss everyone's on board there's also no police in this one like nobody is chasing after devon sawa part four because he happens to be at the scene of every single crime as it happens yeah they just don't they just don't even deal with it we've condensed the contractually obligated funeral to a memorial service we just 56 people all in one go yeah and the, oh man the this movie is also got or at least the sequel has some weird takes on <laughs> on what happens if you're outside of the sequence uh like how george the security guard whose name i can never remember but he, like he's the he's the shop owner in in purge election year oh i wonder why i was so familiar he's nicholas cage's diabetic buddy in con air <laughs> you know and he he can't kill himself <laughs> like he... that was great I, I almost forgot about that there's a really great moment after they like rescue him from being actually death just doesn't let him get hung he's got a noose around his neck and they cut to like a five minute away conversation where they're all sitting on the bed talking about it and he hasn't taken the noose off he's sitting there in the noose would have been the first thing i did yeah no he's like yeah i tried i tried poisoning myself i just threw him up i tried uh you know asphyxiating myself with my car in the garage car kept stalling out i've been hanging up here for 15 minutes it's not working and and then they immediately get bottles of champagne out and start cheers at each other like hey guys guess what we're immortal now (laughs) (laughs) it's good stuff Real good stuff. But also crazy sad for that character. Like, he goes from being like, oh, you know, my life really didn't turn out the way I thought it would. I became an alcoholic. I killed my family in a car accident. But it's okay. I'm ready to see him again. And then two minutes later, he's like, well, I guess I could just hang out with you teens, right? Like, <laughs> oh, yes, yeah, right. We defeated death, everybody. <laughs> I was lying. I love living. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <sighs> the only thing I will say about this one is that the characters, I, I know you're saying it doesn't really matter as much because they, there's not as much weight on them in this, but without, you know, this being a very fast and furious 3D <laughs> installment of the series, the acting is the weakest of any of them. And the characters are really weak. And I feel like maybe maybe a little bit of 
effort could have been made because like I remember really enjoying like the characters of the second one and really enjoying the characters of the third one like Mary Elizabeth Weinstein is very good mm-hmm. there's like the two goth characters who work at the hardware store like I love all of those characters That's I don't true. think there's yeah. any character in here I particularly even like a little bit yeah but I mean like when I'm watching a, like a deep deep sequel in the Friday the 13th franchise I can't tell you anybody's names but I go that's the horny one that's the stoner that's the idiot that's the jerk and that's kind of exactly what I'm doing with this one like that's that's everybody that you get you're just like I just need some archetypes so I know who everybody is and then uh, you know watch them die (laughs) Yeah, I I guess. I get you, I get you. Like, I mean, it'd be great if every movie could be the greatest movie I've ever seen, but sometimes I just want to have a good laugh, and I don't want to feel bad about watching people die repeatedly. Uh. <laughs> but then, I mean, like, if you're going to do that, if you're going to have characters that you don't really care about, then, like, just don't even do the fluff. Like, don't give me a half, half-assed version of the fluff. Like, I was an alcoholic, and I killed my family, and... The stuff like that, like, yeah. I just don't even need, I don't need any of it. If we're just going to kill them all and have just a bunch of spectacular deaths, don't pretend you're going to pull up my heartstrings. That's a good point. Give me all or nothing. That's, I guess. And there was no Tony Todd. Those are my complaints. <laughs> Those are the biggest ones. Uh, but still, super fun entry in the franchise, even if the ending is a little like, eh. Uh, it's, it's 100% like that universal backlot, right? Yeah. Where the cafe is. Yeah, apparently they did the reshoots in Universal Florida. Oh, so there was a completely different ending. Probably. Interesting. I wonder what that... You know, they were... So here's the thing. They were... The problem is, is we don't have the individual one on DVD. We bought one of those like multi-packs and it doesn't have any of the special features. Because I'm sure the Blu-ray or the DVD comes with probably the 2D version and the 3D version. Like, I would love to watch this 3D with like shitty blue and red glasses. That would be fun. Yeah. From what I understand, the director, his goal here with the 3D was not to make a bunch of like stuff popping out at the screen all the time. Which, which it does. It does have a lot of that, but he wanted it to add depth to the scenes. And like, I'm sure it, I'm sure it does, but I have not watched that version. And uh, the end of the movie had to be similar to the end of part five because they're laying the ground. Like you've got little hints everywhere about the whole franchise. You were pointing out that when he gets the premonition about the two characters dying somewhere near water, that it's clear rivers water spring company or something something, which is the name of ali larder's character in the first and second film yeah i think there were a few other allusions to the previous movie and also the opening credit sequence is showing you deaths from the first three movies yeah like an x-ray version which is very fun yeah and the characters were saying or at least laurie the the you know nick's girlfriend in the movie who dies on the escalator was talking about how she wants to maybe go traveling now that they're gonna live forever so like i think the idea was maybe that they were going to get on a plane and it would be the beginning beginning of the first Final Destination movie. Oh, like you're thinking maybe they pulled back on on that kind of relationship to to explore that in the fifth one? Yeah. Like maybe they reshot to capsulize this movie a little more? Yeah, or just like test audiences thought it was too much because may- maybe the the idea of doing that double premonition uh, in the movie theater and then you're in the plane. It's just like, guys, you're doing a lot here. Uh, I think it would have been great. <laughs> I really think they were leading up to it. And I'm not saying we didn't need that fifth movie because that fifth movie is pretty good, actually. I'll have to revisit it because we watch it a bunch on TV and I think I just got oversaturated with it. Yeah. I was like, why is this always on? Yeah. <laughs> Probably the cheapest one to screen. <laughs> 
But I mean, hey, I think I feel the way about Final Destination 4 that you feel about Final Destination 3. You don't like 3 more than 4? It's a roller coaster. You're journey. asking me right now. It's a, I it's just a, finished a number 4. Right now, I like this photos, movie. And the photos, the camera. It's all good. That's all good. And it's like a big giant devil they have to go under to get on the roller coaster. Yeah, but Kim, the movie theater with the 3D stuff and the escalator and that dumb pool death and that car wash. What are you talking I'm telling you, I really like number four because I'm an idiot. <laughs> My brain is mush well, and I like dumb movies. I don't disagree because yeah. number three is so much better. Once again, you know, like we said in the beginning, they're all Number at the three very is least, a four out of four film, John. To some. <laughs> Whoa. I don't remember what I rated it. There's a pretty good chance I gave it a fucking four out of four. We're it's, going back because I think I give it a four out of four. It's a really good movie. It's so good. But. And then the the double, like the samurai swords from the guy at the gym. Yeah, that's that's fine. That's good. I really like number four, and obviously we just watched it, so I'm high on the movie. I, in my person, like, every time I watch it, it, like, Scream 4, it keeps going up in my ranking. And, like, this is definitely, like, the personal pick. Like, I get it. Not everybody's gonna love Jason Takes Manhattan. Not everybody's gonna come around on the final destination. You know? It's fine. It's a personal favorite for me. I really like it. But you don't even like the the main premonition in the beginning in the NASCAR race. That is how good the the rest of the movie is. (laughs) I just think it's fun. Like, that's what it comes down to. I think it is more fun than probably the rest of them. I'm upset. (laughs) Okay. I would like to leave. (laughs) And that's why I will give the final destination. 3.5 seems high. (laughs) (laughs) 3.5. <laughs> Thank God. I'm building the ramp towards saying it. It's even a two and, and a half out of like, four for me. Thank ooh, you. Ooh, Thank you, guys. Ooh, I would like to. Good night. It's, good night, everyone. It's at least a three out of four. Ugh. Three out of four seems appropriate. I might live to regret a 3.5, but goddamn, I think this movie's a lot of fun. It's three now my it's out now, of four. It's now my goal in life. We have to redo all the Final Destination films. Oh, and no. And I'm going to hold a gun to your head while you rape them. <laughs> Oh, I just can't accept this. I really like it. I think it's great. It's okay. It's okay. It's fine. Yes, if I'm if if we are grading movies on a rubric and we're saying that the strength of the story is this and the writing and the characters and the performances, absolutely, objectively, low score. Okay, so if you if you had to put it in a letterbox ranking today, without which I will be doing this afternoon, without revisiting any of the any of the other films, where does this appear? This is real tough. Don't make me do this. <laughs> it goes one, three, two, four, five, John. Oh. Oh, wait. One, three, two, five, four. That's where it goes. See, here yeah. we go. Like I said at the beginning, everybody puts it at the bottom. <laughs> What's the deal, guys? I don't... Um, mm. Yeah, but the bottom can still be a soft six. I don't know. Like, again, I have not revisited some of those movies. And All right, we know I it has just, an asterisk. Just I give us just your rating. I just watched it. It's probably like one, four, three, four. Two five two? Like I don't know. Two two's okay. I haven't seen it in a while, but like I two's think Two's just a little emotional. Two's probably my it's least the favorite. emoist of them. Yeah. I think maybe yeah, mm, this this feels right. One four three five two. <laughs> I think that That's might incorrect. be correct. <laughs> That's very incorrect. Anyway, let us know. That's just my opinion. I would even take three one. That's how good three is. Look, before Kim and I start Getting into a fist fight. <laughs> I just want to say that that's our opinion. <laughs> and this is what we thought of the movie. One of us is wrong. Is wrong. <laughs> Who's to say which one that is? Who's to say? 
Let us know what you thought of the final destination, the 3D one, over on Twitter, on Instagram. Uh, the Nightmare on Film Street Discord is the absolute best place to get a hold of us at nofspodcast.com slash Discord. Let us know what you thought of this number two in the franchise fan favorite. This 3D <laughs> one that appears somewhere near the bottom in your franchise ranking. Thank you so much for listening to the show. If you've been a longtime fan of Nightmare on Film Street and want to support us, head to our Patreon page so you get access to tons of bonus episodes, watch parties, and a lot more fun stuff. That is at nofspodcast.com slash fiendclub. And if you can't support us right now, that is totally fine. You can also give us a five-star rating and review wherever you're listening to this. That is a free way that you can really help the show. We'll be back again next week. Talking about another 3D deep cut sequel, unless there's something else comes up in the meantime. Anyway, we'll be back at some point to talk about another uh, bad sequel, a 3D one. Go ahead and take a wild guess what that one's going to be. But until then, I'm John. I'm Kim. Stay Stay creepy. It appears you made it out alive, but we'll get you next time. Help us to grow the horde. Leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you subscribe. More terror can be found lurking on our website, nofspodcast.com. Until next time, stay creepy, fiends. I can't believe you liked this one that much. I knew this was going to be like, I gotta, I'm gotta. i coming out of the coffin. I got to let you know that I like this you sh- movie. You should have like let me down gently before we started recording. I feel like there was 30 minutes of groundwork laid before I was like, this one's great. This one I love. <laughs> but you started off with like, you know, I don't love the NASCAR thing. I don't. That, <laughs> I didn't lie to you. I don't like it. <laughs> Movie's an A plus though. Ugh.